the David Cassidy Connections with Louise Poynton. Hello and welcome. My guest today is a singer-songwriter who has been inspired in her career by singers ranging from Axl Rose to Julie Andrews. But the biggest inspiration for Katie Floyd has been David Cassidy. She admits she was born too late in 1993 to absorb the full impact of Cassidy mania in the 1970s. But Katie is a new generation of David fans and his music gives her the confidence to pursue her career. Welcome, Katie. Thank you very much. That was, you made me sound cool. (laughs) Tell us when you first discovered him. Okay, so probably maybe like six years old or something because my grandmother, she, I didn't really have channels on TV, but I had a VCR. So my grandmother would tape her favorite shows and then she would send them to me. So she taped I Love Lucy, Gilligan's Island, um, like Dick Van Dyke Show and Brady Bunch, Partridge Family. And something just drew me to the Partridge Family. One, because I love music so much. And two, there's this guy who's really handsome. And I was like, mom, who is that guy? And so she was telling me about him. And so every time I would see Partridge Family, I'd be like, okay, okay, where's where's Keith? You know what I mean? That kept going. And when I was older, I still really into the Partridge Family music and David Cassidy. And so, you know, I could dive into his actual solo work, you know, outside of Partridge Family. So that's really where it started for me when I was when I was a kid. But you yeah. must have had a feeling of what it was like. Yeah, definitely. And because, so I was also homeschooled when I was a kid. So that, those shows were normal to me. I didn't really watch anything else or, or listen to anything else, really. I was, I was just so excited to see those shows and hear that music because, you know, it was normal. That's all, that's all I would watch. (laughs) Yeah, which I, I love, but I, just the fact that, yeah, it was a family in a band and I thought that was so cool and the bus looked really cool. And I was like, huh, I wonder how it would be if I played music like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that definitely inspired not only just loving the show, but being like, oh my gosh, I want to, I want to do music like that, you know? So was that the ca- the catalyst for pursuing a career in, in music or has I, music always been a part of, of your family life? It was, I was always like in choir as a, as a young kid. So I knew I always loved music, but that definitely was one of the inspirations to pursue it as a career. And then when I got maybe like 12 years old, that's when I fell in love with rock music and I had my inspirations from that. So it's like a huge spectrum of, of inspirations for me, but David was definitely one of the earliest ones. Did you learn to play instruments at a young age? I, I started piano when I was about six or seven, but I didn't, I didn't dive into that as much as I, looking back, I wish I would have stayed with it. But I, when I discovered rock, I was like, whoa, I, I need to play the guitar now. I'm like, gotta put piano away for a little bit. So then I learned the guitar when I was about 12. Um, which has been an amazing tool. I always write on my acoustic guitar and then I'll take it, you know, further if it's like not an acoustic song. So I play a couple instruments, but guitar and vocals are, are the main ones. And you'd said before how much David had, had influenced you. Was it his voice, the delivery of his songs 
that made you think, ah, okay, I've got a trained ear here. I can recognize a good voice. I can recognize the way a song should, should be delivered. Yeah, definitely. His, his voice, you knew there was something there. And, and the fact that it wasn't just, uh, like, they didn't just make it sound pretty for TV. Like, the fact that he actually had a beautiful voice. I, and as I was telling you, it just, it sounds creamy. That's the way my mom and I described it. But yeah, just his delivery and, and he had such charisma and charm too. So he, he'll just draw anybody in who listens to him, you know? So you got to wonder like, okay, this guy has it. Like, you know, <laughs> not everyone does. So are there any particular songs of his that really touch you from a singer's point of view? Um, well, not just singing, but also listening to it. I, well, I love the way he sounds in Rock Me Baby which is amazing. But then my, my favorite David song of all time is Daydreamer. And he just sounds so beautiful and it's such like a pretty light song. So that and Could It Be Forever, just, I don't know how to describe it. I feel like you would understand. Like when you hear his voice, when it's so soft, it's just, you just feel safe, if that makes sense. It just, the day is gonna be okay you feel safe, you know, if you need to calm down or something, I'll put his record on. And that song specifically really touches me the most, I feel like. Yeah. You say you were homeschooled. What, what was your early childhood like? Um, early childhood? I, my family moved a lot. So we were like here and there. But I, I mean, I was such a tomboy. I was just like, I just want to listen to music. And then I want to go catch a snake or climb a tree or something. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I'm kind of still like that. So it was, I mean, it was pretty good. You know, it has ups and downs like everyone, but, um, but my parents always encouraged my love for music, you know, to pursue that if that's something I wanted to do, which is really cool because like my, my siblings aren't like that at, at all. My sister, she's an attorney. And then my brother's entrepreneur doing his own thing, but I'm just like, I, I want to play a show in a different city every night. And you know, <laughs> not yeah. everyone wants that, but they're like, hey, you want that? Work hard for it and go for it. So that was really cool. Tell us then how your music career started. Was music always going to be the, the path that you took? That's always, that's what I wanted it to be. Um, when I, so aside from David, when I heard, have you heard of the band called AFI? Mm-hmm. So I was like 12 and I heard their album called Sing the Sorrow and it's, it's a little heavier than David yeah. a lot, but um, I heard that album and it was their 2003 album and I was like, okay, I have to pursue rock music. Like I'm 12, but, but one day, you know, and I always have him in the back of my head. Um, the singer's name is Davey Havoc. So after hearing that album, that was when I was like, okay, I really need to do rock. And I was in different bands as a teenager, but, but those weren't serious. We were just kids having fun, you know, but I finally got to sing on a stage, sing rock music stuff I wrote, and then I would cover songs too. So that being on stage like that gave me that bug. And I was like, okay, there's no way I can do anything else <laughs> or, or would want to. So it started really playing shows in my town giving me practice for not only singing in front of a crowd but performing you know connecting to the audience and then what happened after that I I basically I just wrote so many songs and I a friend of mine actually she told me about this producer 
And I was like, all right, we're going to see what happens. So I went to him and I recorded my first couple of songs and we just clicked. And I, he's the only producer I've used to this day. Yeah, I just recorded a couple songs and I put them out independently. Here we are now. I mean, it took more, it took more time than just explaining that. But, you know, it was just gradually building myself and building my songs, doing an interview here, a performance there. Or something like that you know it's a slow climb but it's every part of it is practice you know where was your first performance um well if we're not counting like choir when i was a, a kid i remember early teens i guess and it was in a band we like i said we weren't serious we just wanted to play shows and there was a it was like a fourth of july bash kind of kind of like block party and we played that and it was so much fun. And I sang, I sang everything from like, we did a Beach Boys cover, then I did a Pantera cover, just all over the place. But, but that was, I think that was probably my first like real performance, but I've done a lot since then, so. <laughs> and that felt good, did it? That felt amazing. I was like, no, I'm not ready to go home. I don't want to watch the fireworks. I want to play more. <laughs> So that was so fun. Yeah. Have you ever sung any of David's songs in public? Oh, yes. I have definitely, like Daydreamer, like I told you, which I haven't played in a while, where I would play it, but I don't remember the chords. But yeah, Daydreamer, Could It Be Forever? And then, of course, everyone knows I Think I Love You, so I, I play that one sometimes too. But it's I haven't played a show in a while, so I really I haven't played those in a while. Yeah, those are definitely my top three to play. <laughs> oh. You obviously do a lot of songwriting. Yes. Yeah. Where does your inspiration come from? My goodness, it comes from all over the place. And for a lot of artists, I feel like, you know, their pain can be something they pull from to write in music. And that is something I do too. Um, so it's really just life experiences that I just write down. It can be good or bad, but it is like a therapy songwriting, you know, or poetry. Um, but let's see, I have... I have songs from like one I wrote about David and then I have songs about like addictions or just growing up or I mean it's all over the place or like I have one about my grandparents and you know so it's very broad it's really whatever I'm feeling. Is it a way of putting your feelings and emotions onto paper? Absolutely because if they just stay in my head then I'll go crazy so I have to write them down and then I'll play them on my acoustic guitar and it, it, it helps just calm me down if I need to be calmed down. Cause like I said, if there's so many emotions in my head, I'm like, I just need to, I need to get this all out, you know? And then it, then it feels good. So music is, you know, definitely a tool, whether I'm writing it or listening to it, that can really just help you out. You know, <laughs> it's a bit like self therapy for you. Absolutely, because I am sometimes I'm not the one who really wants to talk about things like that. So if I write them down, like I'll play you the song, you know, but um, that's, yeah, I'd rather write about things than talk about things when they're, you know, heavy or something that I'm going to write. Do you think your songwriting helps others? I've been told by a couple friends, actually, that it has like, like I said, sometimes you have to write about the heavy things, you know. Um, so yeah, a couple of my close friends were like, thank you for writing about that. So now I don't feel alone. You know what I mean? Right. Or even if it's a happy song to just like cheer someone up. So that's what I hope to do also with 
the people who don't know me who, you know, one day will, when I, if I keep, you know, pursuing music, which I will, you know, I want strangers to, to hear that too and feel comforted or happy or ha make their day better, you know? I mean, we're doing this conversation via Zoom and behind you, you've got Partridge Family Sound Magazine album, <laughs> Cassidy Live, Partridge Family Up To Date, some posters. I found this not too long, like a couple months ago. This, this is the Cat Cassidy Live album. Yes, yep. Live, sorry. And that was such a treat because sometimes if you're digging at old record stores, you'll find them. So that made my day. So what do your friends think of your, we won't call it an obsession, will we? We can. <laughs> Are you introducing them to the, the, the music? Yes, definitely. They, I mean, they all know it's there. You know, if there's car rides and I'm, I'm controlling the music, we're going to put some David songs in there. And they, they like it, you know, they're not used to it, but it's good music. So, you know, mm. people are going to recognize that. Yeah. So these people who are my age, I haven't played it for someone who's been like, ew, I hate that. What is that? You know? So they, they like it. If I play it for them, they just, they've never heard it before. So I'm like, let me help you out with that. And, and they like it. So. Yeah. So do you have Partridge family parties at, at your house where you put on some DVDs of the episodes and say, hey, we're, we're going to have a, an evening of music. I'm going to educate you. Well, I have not done that. I own, I own the whole series, though. Yeah. That's a good idea. Because sometimes I'll watch it with my mom, but I've never considered a Partridge family party. And so <laughs> I need to do that. That's hilarious. I'll keep this set up. Oh, my God. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you guys a story, you know. Yeah. <laughs> now you mentioned about your your songwriting and you have written a song for David. Tell us how that story came about. All right. Well, I wrote a song and I I'll show you in a minute, but in this my songbook right here. Uh -huh. I wrote it about 5 years ago. And since I told you that Daydreamer is one of my very favorite David songs and songs of all time, his, you know, he says, daydreamer walking in the rain, chasing after sunsets. And for me, I'm like, I'm a daydreamer, but for a different reason. I'm daydreaming that what if I grew up in the 70s, you know, around David. So what I did was I named my song Daydreamer. It sounds nothing like his. There's no lyrics about his, but it's a, or I mean, I'm sorry, it's not his lyrics, but it's, um, it's a tribute to David and I thought it was cool that I had the same name, but for a different reason. Because I'm, I'm often daydreaming when I watch his like videos, like, oh man, I wish I was there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so, let me show you this. I know you won't be able to read it, but I'll just, I wrote it in July of 2015. So that's just like some scribbles and then the actual daydreamer. But I can play that for you. you I can. just to read, but I can, I can email you the lyrics if you want. It would be lovely to hear that. Yes. Do you want me to play it right now? Yeah, you carry on. Okay, one sec. Okay, I was so excited. Well, am so excited to play this for you because you will pick up every reference that I'm going to play. But in this Daydreamer song, I reference some of my other favorite David songs. So you'll be able you'll be able to hear that. But sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is my Daydreamer. <laughs> So Katie's going to play for us a world exclusive, her song, Daydreamer. <laughs> <laughs> 
fabulous Katie <laughs> that is fabulous thank you that is the fan song yes oh yeah. my gosh oh I have so many ideas for that to be recorded so yeah mm. I, I would love for you know David fans to hear that because when I play it for my friends they're like oh that's so cool but what do you mean pear tree what are you talking about you know Glad you like it though. I, was well, so I got all of that and more. It's fabulous. So you haven't rec you haven't recorded it? Not yet, and I'll tell you why. I I mean, this is a really special song to me, and I want to kind of have a full band sound to it because I I want it to kind of sound like have a little rock and some blues guitar in there, really kind of like a throwback 
feel. And I am just a solo artist. So when I find some people who, you know, want to write a lead to it on guitar, um, it's, it's just, I'm saving it until I, I'm ready or I find those people to do that. Cause I'm not a lead guitarist. I'll play rhythm, but I would love just to work with someone who, who would want to do that. And I'll find them at some point. I just haven't yet. Yeah. No, I can, I can hear that potential that you're, you're looking for. It, it's there because the lyrics are superb. Anyone who's a fan will instantly relate to it. You know, we understand. I know you get it. I'm like, I'm so it. But yeah, so one day, I mean, you're going to be the first person I, I send the song to when it's recorded. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just haven't yet. So it's a fabulous song, Katie. You should be really proud of it. Thank you. I how, love how long did it take you to compose it, to come up with the lyrics and find the melody for it? Uh, probably just like an hour or something. I was, I was really feeling that, you know? Wow. I mean, I, because I had that idea in my head, the daydreamer. So instead of being like, okay, how can I make this a good song? I was like, no, what am I, what am I feeling? You know, when, when's the first time I saw him? Okay. On Partridge Family. But and then the whole feeling of, I was a little too late, you know? And so it's really just, I poured out those, those feelings and then I just rearranged them into, into the melody and just played a couple of chords. So it came really easy just because I knew exactly how I was feeling. So. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. I know you once said to me that you wanted to sing with him. Oh my gosh, yes. That would have been a dream. I wanted to play that song for him. Wow. But, uh, I mean, but hey, it's for the fans now, you know? So, yeah, that, that would have been a dream for sure. But I, you know, if like you like this song a lot, so I'm like, oh, I'm hoping other fans will like that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it, one day. It's hopefully. lovely. We understand the lyrics. We understand where you're coming from because we've been there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you you were born too late, clearly. <laughs> yeah, you know. If you'd been around in, in the 70s, Cassidy mania would have blown you away. Because my, my mom was, was such a David Cassidy fan growing up, which is funny because he's, like, he was my celebrity crush and he was her celebrity crush too. But, I, and so I play her, I would play her that song and she just loves it. And my dad too, and you hear him just around being like, I'll just be a daydreamer. So I'm like, all right, I hooked him with the hook. Did you ever see D David live? No. In concert in I wanted years? I, I missed that, no. But he, he just didn't seem to come around to the area I was, because I'm in Texas. And I feel like he was always kind of around New York and in that area. So, and obviously if I knew what we know now, I would have made the trip, but no, I haven't seen him, but I've got his records and I have your book and you know, <laughs> that's good. How many songs do you think you've written? Um, I, let me see if I can do a flip through. I don't know if you can see that clearly or not. That's a lot of pages. <laughs> it, they're not totally full, but I have, there is uh, a lot. That is a lot, yeah. That's a lot of lot of words. Some recorded, some not. Um, what made you want to write the the Daydreamer song? <laughs> feeling left out <laughs> of the seventies, really. 
<laughs> and just, yeah, that's what inspired it. And I would tell my mom, I'm like, man, like I was just a little too late, you know? And then I was like, there's a song there really feeling like, like, hang on guys, wait, like, wait for me. I'm, I'm here now. Yes. <laughs> really just, yeah. just daydreaming about what it would be like if I was there, you know? Uh, your inspiration, as we were saying earlier on, ranges from Julie Andrews to Axel Rose. Where does that diversity of Im influence come from? Yes, big, big range. Um, the Sound of Music with Julie Andrews, that was the first movie I ever saw. And her voice, even um, to this day, I think is one of the best ever. And some of my songs, I, I'm inspired by her vocals so much. And I like the falsetto, but it's still very strong. And so sometimes I sing like that and I'm, and I'm just pulling inspiration from her vocals and the way she sings. Mm -hmm. So that's my Julie inspiration. And then if we were going to say inspiration from someone like Axel, I look at his stage performance. Like I'll pull up videos from the Ritz in 88 and he's just going crazy. And like, yeah, it's a bit of a handful, I'm sure. But um, just seeing that stage presence, that's what I pull from, from Axel. And just strong frontmen like, like Robert and Freddie. I, I love watching old videos of them of just strong frontmen and they just, your eyes are on them. You know, they're, controlling the stage so yeah that's kind of my inspiration from different people and then like I was saying earlier AFI um, his lyrics are very you just want to dissect them because they're just a lot of metaphors so I pull a lot of different things like Julie's voice Axel stage presence Davey Havoc's lyrics so that's why there there's a big range because it's yeah. all over the place <laughs> Yeah. Did you ever have any formal training for, for singing? Yes, I've had a couple different um, coaches and I started singing before I had any of that. But I was like, you know what, I want to take care of my voice. I want to, you know, use it correctly because a lot of times people get burnout or they have, you know, vocal problems. So I definitely, even if you're a fantastic singer, I think it's so important to get vocal training, you know, just to make sure you're singing right with the right techniques and you can just learn something different from anybody like i had a vocal coach he he was in one of my favorite bands called fair to midland and he sang rock music but he also had the most beautiful falsetto voice which was crazy so you get you know him coaching you in this area and in that area and then i for a little bit i was coached under a guy named david gashin he was the Phantom of the Opera on Broadway at one point. So his vocals were just huge and incredible. So I, I look forward to just learning from different people. So mm -hmm. definitely. And I'm sure I'll have more in the future too. What are your immediate ambitions? Oh my gosh, I dream too big. Where can people actually hear more about your music? Um, at sheisfloyd.com because she is Floyd is my artist name. Sheisfloyd.com. I have kind of my story up there and then links to my songs and videos and then updates about my music. I'm on social media a lot. So Instagram, she is Floyd, Facebook, Twitter, that's all it's under. And so I'll always update people on, on my music on those platforms usually. I think it would be a good idea if you played us that song again. Yeah, you want me to? Yeah. Alrighty, here we go. <clears throat> 
take it back a decade or two, the young girls couldn't breathe. It's a stretch, but I can't relate because it wasn't a breath in me yet. The party started, everyone's here, wait up, I'll be there soon. Till I arrive, leave hearts in their eyes and make the whole world swoon. I Love You is an example of the perfect pop song. Well, I, I think I Love You is definitely more of the radio pop song. And we all, you know, we all hear that and know that. I, I mean, I really don't consider Daydreamer to be such a, a pop song. But I, sadly, I mean, obviously, I think I Love You is a great song. But sadly, I think there are a lot of other slower songs that aren't, you know, they're not going to get as much radio play or recognition because they're not like super poppy but i mean i don't yeah that's it, it never sounded daydreamer i never really considered such a pop song and i am a sucker for a good good ballad which he obviously is the first person that comes to mind who can do that and do it perfectly <laughs> is that you were saying earlier that you think that's one of the three best songs that he recorded yeah i mean i feel like it's all everyone has their own opinions but that's the one that i feel like touches me most that one and could it be forever and i'm not sure why because my mom 
that that's her song too is daydreamer i'm not sure what it is about it but sometimes you just can't describe it it's just how it makes you feel and that's not really an answer but i i mean it's just it just makes me feel the best it's it's the it's my go to if i'm if i need like something in the day to cheer me up you know it's i just i go to daydreamer and i feel like everyone has their their song and that's mine yeah. <laughs> I, I really hope that you get Daydreamer recorded the way you want it to be done. I, I really need to do that soon. I, and it'd be really cool if it was a fan of David who was doing that, or even if they live somewhere else and they're like, I want to write a lead and then just send it, you know, but I, I will definitely have it recorded at some point soon. And I'm going to be a perfectionist about it, but I'm sure I'm hoping we'll, we'll all enjoy it when it's done. I mean, David, he was, he's really one of the inspirations that I am doing music at all. And obviously the inspiration for the song I've, I've played, and there will be many more. I'm, I'm always writing some poetry and David's, David's mentioned in there somewhere. But yeah, that's, that, that just that one thing is so huge though, because my whole life revolves around music. And you know, David is definitely just one of the first on the list. If you have enjoyed this episode, tell your friends, share on social media, and I would love it if you subscribed. That way you can find out first when a new episode is available. Until we connect again, stay safe, take care of yourselves and each other.